Welcome to the Fairview Church Podcast. At Fairview Church, we are dedicated to reaching our neighbors with the true freedom found in full surrender to Christ. To find out more about our church, including service times, location, and current sermon series, please visit us online at www.myfairview.org. Worship together. We please sit. I'm going to invite to the stage uh, Jordan Marcelino. He is coming to speak for us today as our guest speaker. Uh, Jordan's been a part of Fairview Church's family. is deeply connected here. He has a ministry in Israel called the uh, oh, good, Beautiful Land Initiative. Excuse me. And I'm sure he has more to tell you about that. Will you please welcome Jordan as he comes to give the word of God today? Thank you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yeah, it's such a joy uh, for me to be here, to be able to share with you from the word and, and to connect. You know, in times past, I've been able to just share a little bit about uh, our organization in Israel, uh, the Beautiful Land Initiative, and that's been a joy as well. Um, but I love to preach and I love to share uh, from the word. And, and so if I may, I'd like to open up in prayer before we begin our, our reading. Father, I just commit this time to you. We commit this time to you as a body, Lord, to receive from your word. I thank you, Father, that uh, you are increasing in this place and that we are decreasing. Lord, let your uh, love and your mercy, your compassion uh, come down upon us today and fill our hearts and uh, go before us, Father, as, as, as we dive in to your holy word. In Yeshua's name, in the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Okay, I'd like to read, uh, we're, we're continuing with the Revealing God's Glory series, and uh, we're in John 17, verses 20 through 26. Very powerful passage here. And I'm reading out of the ESV if you want to switch your version in your Bible app. <laughs> the words of Yeshua, Jesus. I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one, even as we are one. I in them, and you in me, that they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them, even as you loved me. Father, I desire that they also whom you have given me may be with me where I am to see my glory that you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, even though the world does not know you, I know you, and these know you. Know that you have sent me. 
I made known to them your name, and I will continue to make it known that the love with which you have loved me may be in them and I in them. I wanted to read that slow because I'm going to come back to this throughout, throughout the time today. And I'd like to ask a question, you know, who are these and those that were mentioned? He said, I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. These are the Jewish disciples that he's talking about who would become his Jewish apostles that were being sent into the world. Jesus said, I'm sending you, uh, you're gonna preach the gospel of the kingdom in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. It's going out from Israel. The gospel originates in Israel and it goes out from Israel to the ends of the earth. And this is really key because it's part of this oneness that we're, that we're wanting to talk about today. So those who believe, those, right? He said, and if I could get maybe just that first part of, of the scripture back on. Yeah, these and those, you see that? Okay, so. I've heard my father, uh, Yochanan, say many times that if you're a believer today, then you are the product of Jewish evangelism that began 2,000 years ago. That's an amazing thought because it's all connected to this high priestly prayer which Yeshua prayed. Here in America, we are in what the prophets, the Jewish prophets of old, Described as the coastlands afar off. You think of the East Coast. That's a coastland. We're in that coastland, deep in the south, in the heart, here in Tennessee. But you know what? We're gathered, Jews and Gentiles, together. Gathered in the name of Jesus. To worship who? The God of Israel. The God of the universe. This is a powerful reality that we are living And so this means that you are included in this very prayer that he's praying. I want to go back another 700 years prior to this moment when Yeshua was praying. And uh, we're going to switch over to Isaiah chapter 42, verses 1 through 9. It says this, and it's about the Messiah and it's about his mission. Behold my servant whom I uphold, my chosen in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the nations. He will not cry aloud or lift up his voice or make it heard in the street. A bruised reed he will not break and a faintly burning wick he will not quench. He will faithfully bring forth justice. He will not grow faint Or be discouraged till he has established justice in the earth and the coastlands wait for his law. Thus says God, the Lord, 
who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread out the earth and what comes from it, who gives breath to the people on it and spirit to those who walk in it. I am the Lord. I have called you in righteousness. I will take you by the hand. He's talking about the Messiah. I will take you by the hand and keep you. I will give you as a covenant for the people, a light for the nations, to open the eyes that are blind, to bring out the prisoners from the dungeon, from the prison, those who sit in darkness. I am the Lord. That is my name. My glory I give to no other, nor my praise to carved idols. Behold, the former things have come to pass, and new things I now declare before they spring forth. I tell you of them. And uh, in Isaiah 49, we're going to jump and read a couple more. Isaiah 49, verse 6. Also, the Lord speaking of the Messiah, he says, And now the Lord says, He who formed me from the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob back to him, and that Israel might be gathered to him. For I am honored in the eyes of the Lord, and my God has become my strength. He says, it is too light a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to bring back the preserved of Israel. I will make you as a light for the nations that my salvation, that word salvation is Yeshua. Yeshua, Jesus. That my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. So we see that, <clears throat> that it was prophesied by the prophet Isaiah that when the Messiah would come, he will bring forth justice to the nations. He won't grow faint until he does this. He will, in the coastlands, it says, await, await him. You know, many times we hear different stories in scripture. You have the Canaanite woman who came to Jesus and said, you know, my, my daughter has a demon. Would you, would you pray for her? And he says, it's not right for me to give the bread, take the bread from the children and throw it to the dogs. And she said, yes, Lord, but even the dogs eat from under the table of their master. And he said, oh, woman, what faith. Let it be as you desire. You see, he said, I was raised up only for, to bring back the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But we see all throughout his ministry, him touching Gentiles in and around, all throughout his ministry, the centurion, all, all manner. So it's true that his mission is to be the redeemer of Israel, but it's more than that. It's too light a thing because when God comes, he comes to save the whole world. I have a story <clears throat> that I want to tell you. Uh, and it, it happened about 13 years ago. I was in Alaska. I was, I was, uh, I was actually doing a concert in Pennsylvania before that happened. And, uh, and this woman came up to me after, after our concert and, and she said, we need your help. You know, and I, I had been praying and at the end of our concert and she came up she says we need your help 
I said, what do you mean? She said, the young people of Akiak, Alaska, I never heard of it, said, are dying. And I said, what do you mean by that? And she said, they're, 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 uh, I'm realizing we're in such a mixed crowd here. But the young people were dying. And they said, and she said, I want you to come to Alaska and I want to, I want to fund it. She was a school teacher. And so I said, um, I immediately thought of the Macedonian call. You know, when the Apostle Paul, he was dreaming, he has a vision of the night, it says. And a man of Macedonia is there and he says, please come and help us. And it says that he urged him in the dream, come to Macedonia. And he knew that he should go to Macedonia. And I said, okay, we're going to come to Alaska. You know, we're going to come and we'll come and, and minister there. And so my wife and I, our two bandmates, and two, two of our bandmates embarked on the journey a few months later. We flew by plane to Anchorage, from Anchorage to Bethel. We're talking about, we started going deep. When we get to Bethel, we're at the airport there, and they say, this is your new ride. It was a Cessna, a little tiny plane. We had another hour to go. We came to a gravel runway in the middle of the, the tundra out there. And it was a pretty rough landing. But I felt like the Lord was sending us to the ends of the earth. And he was. Alaska is the ends of the earth in relation to Israel. And, uh, and so I said, that's pretty, pretty wild. The traditional religious beliefs of the Yupik people uh, falls into the category of animism. And they believe that spirits, they believe that spirits inhabit everything in nature. And uh, shamans are thought to be spiritually gifted people. And, uh, and they communicate with these spirits and practice magic. And, and, uh, and they, they think that they're good. You know, some good, some bad, as they say. Um, but we learned that at one point, years back, that there was a shaman who had cursed this village. That at one time... It was the most prosperous. It was the trade center of this whole area on the river. And I can't remember the name, but it's like an outlet of the, of the Yukon. And, and, um, and there were, you know, it's kind of an island because the river flows around on every side. And so there's sort of villages in islands between river passageways. And, and years before, decades before, there was this shaman who had cursed the village, and that, at that time, when we got there, it was the smallest. It was the poorest. It was, it was, a, it was a bad deal. And as, as we learned, of course, uh, people were taking their lives there. And so before, as we prepared, you know, and we were praying into this, we, we felt we should go and march around this shaman's house. He was no longer there. He had passed away, but they said, that's his house. And we marched around it seven times. We brought shofars with us. It was an overcast day. It was a weird day. It's always a weird day in Alaska because it hardly ever goes tonight. You know, where I was, the sun kind of went down and kind of hung out and then went back up again. So we, we hardly knew what was going on, but, but it was so thick and overcast this day and we marched around this house seven times, and we blew the trumpets. We blew these shofars, 
and the clouds opened up right above us, just in one spot. And a light came down and we started rejoicing and praising God, you know? And we felt like the Lord was saying, I'm opening a window here. I'm opening a door for you, you know, to share my word in this place. And so we took that seriously um, and, and we went and, and we knew that we were in this kind of heavily dark spiritual place and we knew that there were issues with that, you know, demonic activity or whatever. And we just prayed, Lord, if there's any kind of that gonna go down, any kind of, you know, spiritual warfare that, that would be like that, we just asked that they would, these demons would go out quietly, that they would have no show here, that they would have, there would be no circus act here, that you would be glorified, that repentance unto life would be realized, that just that your, your power would come and, and set people free. And that's what happened, you know, in this town of 340 souls, people came to the, to the school where we did the concert. And it wasn't just them. People came by boat from all these other villages. They were rolling in. Some people broke down and other people said, hey, jump on with us. So you had, you know, boats that were about to fall over and capsize, but they made it. And, and we got to share. We played a concert. We prayed. We, we preached. And uh, we preached repentance unto life because that's the message of the gospel. It's that God loves you, you know. God loves you. He wants to set you free. And we have to return to him. We have to humble ourselves. We have to turn away from our sinful ways. We have to turn away from the idols. We have to turn away from, from these false, false teachings and, and, and turn our hearts to the living God for real. Well, that night, 200 people gave their lives to the Lord. And praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. We heard testimonies uh, from several of the locals afterward who had experienced things. And, and remember, we prayed. We don't want nothing, nothing crazy here. But, but we had one lady came up and she said, when, when, when your team was praying for me, I felt these hands on my head, big, big hands. I said, was it our hands? I said, no, these were other hands. And she said, I suddenly felt heaviness and a darkness leave me like this. And I felt a flood of love enter me. And she was describing a filling of the Holy Spirit. And this woman was changed. She was like glowing. It was so powerful. And of that group, you know, I, because there was this heavy duty, you know, issue where the young people were, were doing this, Guys, I'm gonna skip that story. I'm just looking around the room. I'll just say this, that a boy came forward and also gave his life to the Lord, about eight years old. And he said, am I too young? When he came up, he said, am I too young? And uh, my, my, my bass player, he said, what do you mean by that? What do you mean too young? And, you know, of course, of course. And he said, because I feel like I'm, I'm being tormented as well. And, uh, and that boy gave his life to the Lord and, and is at peace. And we heard later, we, we were there only about three days, four days, and we, we came back and, 
we sent Bibles, you know, for everyone in the village, hundreds of Bibles, and people were being baptized in the river there. It was a powerful thing, but one thing that's sure is that that God was sending salvation to the ends of the earth, that these these, uh, Jewish disciples who began way back, the message kept going forward all over the world. We weren't the first to Akiak. There was a church that was there that was empty and boarded up and closed down. But the Lord said, I won't grow discouraged. He will not grow discouraged or become faint until he establishes justice in all of the earth. So he sent us there, and it was a powerful thing. Now, I wanted to share that testimony because the word of God is true. Because Messiah was given as a covenant to the people. You know, we have, we have the Abrahamic covenant. We've got the Mosaic covenant. We have the new covenant. That was promised. That was prophesied where God would give us a new heart in place of a heart of stone. And the covenant was actually cut in Messiah himself. The covenant was made manifest in Messiah's own body. I want to get into part of this oneness as we, as we were reading in, in John 17, once again. He's praying that we will be one as he and the Father are one. So I'm going to read a little bit. Join me. Ephesians 2, chapter 1. Uh, sorry, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1. It goes like this, and you, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to emphasize a little thing, uh, a couple things here, and you Gentiles, and you were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind. And were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses and sin, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus so that in the coming ages in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus for by grace you have been saved through faith and this is not of your doing it is the gift of god not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Verse 11, Therefore, remember that at one time you Gentiles in the flesh called the uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision 
the Jewish people, which is made in the flesh by hands, remember that you were at that time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you, we, who were once afar off, have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in, the, in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances that he might create in himself, here it is, one new man in place of the two. One new man, Jew and Gentile, one in Messiah, so making peace and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. And he came and preached peace to you who were afar off and peace to those who were near. For through him, we both have access to in one spirit to the Father. So when you are no longer, so you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him, you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. This is all about, you know, when Yeshua prayed, these and those, that they may be one, one as I am one with you. This is a powerful thing. It's, it's hard, you know. I saw a meme the other day, and this, this, this lady was holding a, a blanket above her. You know how they do in the, with the animals, and the, there were a couple dogs, and, <laughs> and she's doing this, and and in, in the meme, it said, you know, Jesus as the woman uh, with, the, with, the, with the blanket and Christians as the two dogs on the bed. And she drops it and disappears and the dogs look at each other. It says, he says, I'll be back soon. And instead of looking for them, they start fighting each other, the two dogs. They freaked out. And it, it just cracked me up because it's really the opposite of what we're called to be. We're called to be one, you know. We're called to be one. And <clears throat> this is a mystery. It's a mystery of the gospel where, you know, the Apostle Paul, the Apostle Paul calls it the mystery of Messiah. I need to hurry up here. For this reason, this is uh, not on the, on the screen, so I'm gonna just read this to you. For this reason, I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus, on behalf of you Gentiles, assuming that you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for you, how the mystery was made known to me by revelation, as I have written briefly, when you read this, you can perceive my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to the sons of men in other generations, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. The mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body, and partakers of the promise 
in Christ Jesus through the gospel. The promise is the Holy Spirit. Remember Cornelius and, and Peter, and, and he receives the Holy Spirit. And, and it was a powerful time, and that was the beginning, and it was, it was happening. I want to talk further to this oneness. Behold how good and how pleasant it is when brethren dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil on the head, this is Psalm 133. Running down on the beard, on the beard of Aaron, running down on the collar of his robes. It is like the dew of Hermon, which falls on the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord has commanded the blessing. What is the blessing? Life forevermore. It's eternal life. That is the blessing. God wants us to have the peace that he gives. Peace with God and a clean conscience. He desires to draw all men to himself. Why? To give them life forevermore. Eternal life. He prayed, Father, I desire that they also whom you have given me may be with me where I am. To see my glory that you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. In closing, the oneness that Yeshua prayed for is what Paul elaborated as this one new man or one new mankind. He prayed that these Jewish disciples and believers and those Gentiles who believe in him through their word would be one so that the world might believe that God sent him. It's about him fulfilling his promise, God fulfilling his word. He's calling forth sons and daughters from the four corners of the earth, from every tribe, tongue, and nation. His prayer is a blueprint for global redemption. His prayer is about saving the world. It's, it's, that, it's that powerful. For all time, from 2,000 years ago to today, we're seeing his work and by his spirit all over the world. There is only peace where the Messiah rules and reigns. Let us move forward with this message of God's redemption in the world around us. The nations await the law of the Lord. His salvation will reach to the ends of the earth and the knowledge of the Lord will fill the earth. Let us be one as he is one with the Father that the world might believe that God sent Yeshua into the world and that God loves them. He loves you. He loves me with the same love that God loved the son. It's the same. He loves you beyond imagination. Amen. Father, I thank you for this time to just be able to dive in to your word, to be able to receive from from 
the bread of heaven. I pray that you would fill us up, Lord. Fill us up, Lord, on your word, which sustains the soul. I pray for sustenance, Lord, and sustain by the bread of heaven over each one here, that we would be one in Messiah, that we would demonstrate your love and faithfulness to a dead and dying world who needs to know the love of the Father. In Yeshua's name, in the name of Jesus, the mighty name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Fairview Church Podcast. To find out more about our church, please visit us online at www.myfairview.org.